the African History Network, the African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. We're also broadcasting right here on 910 AM, the Superstation, the future radio here in Detroit. Okay, so uh, the trailer for the long-awaited uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, dropped this past uh, week. And it was viewed 172 million times in 24 hours. 172 million times in 24 hours. NBC News has a good article about this. You know, we posted uh, about this on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, the African History Network, and I, I um, and I posted about it on my on my personal page as well. Uh, so we're going to talk some about this. There's some controversy surrounding the movie. You have some fans who are upset because Chadwick Boseman's character uh, uh, of T'Challa, he played the Black Panther, is not going to be recast. You have some fans uh, calling, uh, saying that they're going to boycott the film, which um, to me really doesn't make sense to, to, to boycott the movie. And when you talk to Ryan Coogler, the director, when you talk to cast members, they didn't feel that um t'challa chadwick boseman's character should be recast they felt that he was he was irreplaceable but also now we have a spoiler alert for you we have a spoiler alert for you that we're going to get into in the show there was a piece from uh hot hotnewhiphop.com that talks about how um a new lego set featuring the wakanda forever characters could give us a preview of who will be filling the shoes of the Black Panther. We'll talk about that here uh, as well. Then also, you know, um, we got the news today that 11-time NBA champion Bill Russell, who uh, also worked for uh, the Civil Rights Movement, passed away at age 88. We got the news today. He's 11-time NBA champion. I know, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, uh, Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time. And Michael Jordan was great, but they say Michael Jordan won six championships. But they oftentimes leave out Bill Russell, who won 11 championships. Okay, so I find that interesting. They just skip over Bill Russell. And I remember there was a there was a story maybe last year. And it was on social media and people were talking talking about the Michael Jordan and the six rings. Bill Russell posted a picture of him with his 11 rings. Shut all that nonsense down, okay? So we'll talk about uh, uh, Bill Russell passing away uh, as well at um, age 88. And he was also um, one of the first African-American NBA coaches as well. Then we got the news today that Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek, Nichelle Nichols, Nichelle Nichols, she passed away uh, on Saturday, if I remember correctly. She passed away on Saturday at age 89, Nichelle Nichols. We know she had been ill. Uh, I posted a couple of articles uh, in the past about her being ill, Nichelle Nichols. She's an icon. And I'm going to share an interview that Nichelle Nichols did talking about how she after the first season of star trek keep in mind star trek was only on basically for three seasons star trek was on the original star trek show was on from 1966 to 1969 and there have been a number of star trek movies there have been 
reincarnate. There have been new Star Trek TV shows, but the original Star Trek with William Shatner as Jane is is Captain James T. Kirk and Leonard Nimoy is Dr. Spock, Mr. Spock. And and uh, you know, the, the original cast that was only on for 1966 to 1969. After the first season, Nichelle Nichols wanted to quit the show. But it was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who convinced her not to quit the show. We're going to share that interview with you. It's a very, very important piece of, of history. Okay. Then also uh, on Saturday, I posted on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, uh, and my personal page as well. I think that was, yeah, it was Saturday. We got, was it, uh, we got the news that uh mary alice now i think it was actually friday we got the news mary alice um who we know on the tv show uh, a different world mary alice passed away uh at age 85 okay and we know she won the emmy award uh also in 1993 very accomplished actress she was on broadway in the uh broadway play uh fences uh, playing, uh, she was the wife of James Earl Jones. And we know the um, play Fences was turned into a movie uh, starring Denzel Washington opposite Viola Davis. It's a fantastic movie, Fences. I mean, um, Denzel Washington really played that part. I mean, Den Denzel is probably my favorite uh, male actor, but I mean, he really played that part in. Uh, in the movie fences so we'll talk uh some about mary alice as well uh at the bottom of the hour we're going to be joined by james c ford who is the organizer and the creator of obama day uh that's taking place in detroit uh this coming weekend uh august friday august 5th through sunday august 7th is going to be at barack obama academy which used to be known as timbuktu uh academy okay uh, here in Detroit. So we'll talk to him about Obama Day and what they have going on. It's a really positive event. Uh, I'll be there uh, as well. I'll have a vendor booth also. All right. On the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct your own behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself was based upon everything you've read. You can control the covers of his or her actions because the mind can't do it to what it doesn't know. Now, we deal with a number of different topics here on the History Network show. We deal with current events in history, politics, education, economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, relationships, love, sex, health issues, and much, much more. Sign up for our email newsletter. Text the word Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, to 22828 to sign up for our email newsletter. Also visit our website, our new website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. All right. Uh, I want to go to uh, this first story here, and this is dealing with um, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. You see me wearing my Chadwick Bozeman T'Challa, Black Panther. Uh, shirt as well in honor of uh, chat with both men. I have a number of Black Panther shirts and there's a three hour lecture, almost three hour lecture that I've done dealing with the film Black Panther. The film Black Panther 
deals with African history, African culture, African spiritual systems, African language. It's a deep movie on multiple levels. I did um, uh, I did uh, about three months worth of research, uh, researching the movie as well as the comic book to be able to do my lectures on the film Black Panther. Okay, so NBC News has this article, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer nabs 172 million views in 24 hours, making it one of Marvel's biggest, making it one of Marvel's biggest. Hashtag Wakanda Forever was trending hours after the trailer's release. Now, you know, here on this show, uh, at the end of basically each show, I say Wakanda Forever. Okay. Now, when we come back from the break, I know we're coming up on the break, I'll tell you why I say Wakanda Forever. And some people saw the picture that I uh, took of myself when I was at Soul Day 2022 at Northwestern High School on Saturday because I had this shirt on as well. And I did the Wakanda, the Wakandan salute. And I explained why the Wakandan salute is always right over left as well because that comes from ancient Kemet, ancient Egypt. Now, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever teaser trailer nabbed 172 million views in its first 24 hours, becoming one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's top trailer debuts for a superhero movie. A source close to Marvel confirmed uh, confirmed the viewership number uh, to Variety magazine. The Wakanda Forever teaser's uh, viewership nearly doubled the 88 million views the original Black Panther uh, teaser garnered in 2017. We know Black Panther, the original Black Panther movie came out uh, February 16th, uh, 2018. All right. Uh, February 16th, 2018. Now, the teaser also set social media plays with topics uh, relating to Black Panther garnering over 893,000 mentions. Chadwick Boseman, Namor, Prince Namor who is in the film as well. We know Prince Namor from, from the, the Marvel comic books as well. Shuri, who's uh, uh, T'Challa's uh, younger sister. Uh, T'Challa, Ryan Coogler, the director, and Angela Bassett, Queen Ramonda, all became national trending topics after the teaser's debut and the hashtag Wakanda Forever held the number one trending spot for over five consecutive hours. We'll continue on the other side of the break and we'll get deeper into this and we'll talk about why fans are talking about um boycotting uh black panther 2 i guess they're saying the fictitious movie is not keeping it real when it comes to that with bozeman still trying to figure that out listen to the african history network show on michael m hotel we'll be back in a few minutes the work that i do is larger than the fashion industry it's larger than the art world and I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre, I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Notori Naughton reached out to me. She's like, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress at the age of 17. That's just one person and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. 
Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 on the Superstation of Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, July 31st, 2022, and we are calling numbers 313-778-7300. 313-778-7600 is the call-in number if you have a question or comment. Okay, um, so right before the break, we were talking about the trailer for Black Panther 2, which uh, came out this past week, and it got uh, 172 million views in uh, 24 hours, okay? And it was trending on uh, Twitter, trending on social media. We go back to this article here from uh, NBC News. Let me pull this back up. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Okay, by pulling in 172 a million views in its first 24 hours, Black Panther Wakanda Forever becomes one of the top uh, trailer launches for a standalone Marvel movie. Black Panther Wakanda Forever becomes one of the top uh, uh, one of the top trailer launches for a standalone Marvel movie following titles like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the Spider-Man No Way Home teaser, the biggest ever uh, a teaser with 35, 355.5 million views and Thor love and thunder. I'm not a big fan of the Thor movies. Uh, you know, I grew up watching the Marvel superheroes. When you come home from school, they came on like 4 PM, 4 30 PM on channel 20 here in Detroit. And they had captain America came on on Monday. Thor came on, I think maybe Thursday. They had incredible Hulk. They had uh, Spider-Man, things like that. And I am not a big fan of the Thor movies, though. He's all right with the Avengers, but I don't want to see an entire movie with Thor. But, you know, that's just me. Four Avengers trailers also pulled in bigger numbers. Avengers Endgame teaser, $289 million. Avengers Endgame final trailer, $268 million. Avengers Infinity War teaser, $230 million. And Avengers Affinity War final trailer, 179 million. Now, it should be noted that unlike many of these aforementioned Marvel movies, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever teaser launched on Saturday night at around 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it, so it, the, the internet almost broke this past week. Beyonce released her new uh, album, okay, and people are going crazy. Calm down. And then uh, also the trailer for Black Panther 2 came out as well, okay? Got 172 million views in 24 hours. Now, that's not exactly the most desired time slot, 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's not the most, uh, not exactly the most desired time slot for a trailer debut as most trailers release uh, weekday mornings and take advantage of the workday rewatch factor. The teaser marked the first unveiling of the Black Panther sequel, which marks the next feature film entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, I like DC superheroes. Kind of still have my DC comic books, but the, the Marvel movies are just much better than DC. I'm just, I don't know what it is. They're just much better than DC. Um, the footage showcases the nation of Wakanda, going to war against the army of Atlanteans led led by the fear led by the fearful Namor, Prince Namor, portrayed by Tenok Harata. 
Okay, he's Hispanic. Lapita Nyong'o, her character, um, uh, Nikita, uh, Nikia, uh, Leticia Wright, uh, Dene Guerrera, Florence Kasumba, Winston Duke, and Angela Bassett are reprising their roles for the uh, original Black Panther. Joined by series newcomer Michaela Coel, Dominique Thorne, Alex uh, Nivalani, and uh, Mabel Kadena. Now, riding off the success of the teaser release, Hollywood Records and Marvel Music released a prologue soundtrack for the movie uh, earlier uh, on Monday, this past Monday. The soundtrack includes Tim's cover of Bob Marley's No Woman, No Cry. So when you watch the trailer, and I was watching some of the reactions on social media, a lot of my Facebook friends saying they were emotional, they were crying watching the trailer because the trailer uh acknowledges the death of t'challa and then you hear this rendition of uh bob marley's no woman no cry you hear angela bassett's character of queen ramonda saying you know i'm the queen of the most powerful nation in the world and you know i've lost my entire family haven't i given enough all of this okay so it, it got really emotional for people um so uh Tim's cover of Bob Marley's No Woman, No Cry, which earned acclaim for its prominent feature, for its prominent feature in the teaser film. Okay, so check out this article here from uh, uh, NBC News. We know Chadwick Boseman passed the blood cancer in uh, 2020. He had a private battle with uh, colon cancer. So check out this article from uh, NBCNews.com, Black Panther. Wakanda Forever, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, trailer, nabs 172 million views in 24 hours. Nabs 172 million views in 24 hours, uh, making it one of Marvel's biggest. Okay, so I, there was a, also a good article that I saw from OKAfrica.com. And this piece from uh, OKAfrica.com gives a breakdown of the film what we know so far breaking down the first trailer of black panther wakanda forever breaking down the first trailer of black panther wakanda forever so the first trailer for black panther wakanda forever features new characters foes and plots and plot hints in the sequel okay so uh and you can watch the trailer there as well who is the new Black Panther? Who is the new Black Panther? Now, I said, I've been saying for months, Shuri should be the next Black Panther because there have been different Black Panthers throughout history when you study the history of Wakanda. And even in the comic book for a period of time, Shuri, T'Challa's sister, becomes the Black Panther. Okay. So, and notice how slim that wrist, the wrist is here as well. Okay. So, I think it's going to be Shuri. The uh, okay, so uh, they talk about that. They talk about uh, some of the new characters. Ironheart makes her Marvel Comic Universe debut as well. Um, before the release of the Wakanda Forever trailer, we have been informed about an Ironheart series coming to Disney Plus, first appearing in 2016. Uh, Marvel Comic first appearing in 2016, Marvel Comic Book Invincible Iron Man number seven. Uh, Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart, is Tony Stark's protege. So those that watch 
the Avengers, you know, Tony Stark was Iron Man. You know, Tony Stark died in the, the last uh, uh, Avengers movie, okay, uh, Avengers Endgame. Now, with uh, with her Marvel Comic Universe debut in Wakanda Forever, it re represents auspicious beginnings for her, a natural successor to Iron Man by Dominique Thorne. Uh, we see brief moments of Williams casually interacting with Shuri. Okay, so they talk about that. They talk Prince Namor. You know, I like, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Submariner. So Prince Namor is Submariner, okay? He rules over Atlantis in the comic books. I wasn't a big fan of Prince Namor. You know, he had the Dr. Spock ears and things like that. It was all right, you know, to see him in the comic book. I didn't want to buy a Submariner comic book. But it was all right to see him in other people's comic books. Okay, so they talk about this as well. For the longest, fans have dreamed about the appearance of Prince Namor in the Marvel Comic Universe, a.k.a. the Submariner. He's an important Marvel character with a complex mythology uh, who's been around in the comic books since 1939. He is yet to make a live action splash or debut in the Marvel Comic Universe until now. In the comics, Prince Namor's human father was sent searching for vibranium in Antarctica. We know vibranium originates in Wakanda. When his path crossed with Princess Finn, daughter of Emperor at the core uh, of Atlantis. In the trailer, Prince Namor is born as a hybrid son from the Union, half human and half Atlantean. Atlantean okay, so you see the introduction of Prince Namor as well. Uh, okay, so check out the check out the rest of this article here from OKAfrica.com. Now, OKAfrica.com is partly owned by Questlove of, of the Roots as well. Um, breaking down the first trailer of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay, and this article is from what's the date on this? They don't have a date. Oh my God! All right. Yeah, they, it, but it came out this past week. Okay, so check that out as well. Uh, we're coming up on a break here. And then uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to be joined by, um, when we come back from the break, we're going to be joined by uh, James uh, James Ford as well from Obama Day. Uh, we'll let you know what's going on August 5th through the, uh, it's August 5th through the 7th here in Detroit. But, you listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. What does self-care mean to you? To us, it's an opportunity to reconnect with nature. A chance to create something remarkable. At Sage and Elm Apothecary, our handcrafted skin care and household products immerse you in Earth's sweetest nectar, connecting you to nature in a way you never imagined. See for yourself and visit us at sageandelmapothecary.com. iRedify is a Black-owned digital platform that showcases Black and Brown cultures and people. The books on the platform are written by African-American authors, Afro-Caribbean authors, African authors, and so much more. Kids 14 and under can read ebooks, listen to audiobooks, and complete learning activities. Kids can even write in the books digitally. 
Get unlimited access to everything on the platform for only $8.99 a month at iredify.com. Sign up for your membership today. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation, the future radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, July 31st, 2022, and we are live. Call the number 313-778-7600, 313-778-7600. Here's the call in number if you have a question or comment. Okay, on the line, we're joined by uh, James C. Ford, who is the organizer of Obama Day. It's, getting, it's, uh, it's taking place Friday, August 5th through Sunday, uh, August 7th, uh, 2022, at the uh, Barack Obama Academy. We want to welcome uh, to the African History Network show, uh, James Ford. How are you doing today, James? Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for just having me on your show, Mike. All right, all right. Good, good, to, good to have you. Good to uh, hear from you. Okay, so uh, we've got the flyer. I'm about to bring it up here on the screen for Obama Day 2022. I know you talked to me some time ago about this as well, and I said, all right, I want to have you on the show to talk about this. I saw you over at Kibalon Village a couple months ago uh, also, and you told me that this was taking place. So uh, let people know about uh, Obama Day and how you how did you come up with this concept? Well, actually, it's Obama weekend now. Obama, Obama weekend, I'm sorry, Obama weekend, yeah. Yeah, Obama yeah. weekend. Well, in actuality, it's kind of a, a funny story. When he was doing his last uh, live talk on radio, and he was uh, leaving the White House, I just was sitting in this car. And I was saying, man, I thought I just had one more day of Obama, I'd be happy. And I kind of fell asleep, and I woke up. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, what about Obama Day? And then I called this girl the next morning, and I said, hey, what do you think about it? I mean, he's gone. He'll never be back in prison. What do you think about Obama Day? She said, James Ford, I've heard you say some wild stuff in your life, but this is the most prolific thing that you ever said. She said, let's ride with it. And that's what happened. Okay. Okay. So explain to people, because uh, we have people listening from across the country, as well as in Detroit, explain to people what is Obama weekend, what's going to take place the weekend of August 5th through August 7th uh, uh, at uh, Barack Obama Academy. Well, at the Barack Obama Academy, we're going to have uh, a lot of children, all children parade for one hour. Okay. And then, well, more like 30 minutes. And then we're going to have marketable life skills presented inside of the school where kids will learn things like electrical, uh, some drywall, there'll be some carpentry, there's going to be some uh, cotton laying skills. Uh, we're going to even have uh, one gentleman call, he said he wanted to uh, just donate his time, his time to teach kids a little bit, just practical electrical things. And we gladly uh, appreciate all these things and that the community coming out to teach their own. And I'm a, a great uh, promoter of everybody should try to teach their own, teach our own kids. And and, and, and when we're gone, they can have something to uh, fall back on. They learn how to uh, use life skills to earn a living, do different things. They don't have they, they, they don't have to work for anybody. They can work for themselves. Uh, you got kids that could maybe uh, be plumbers. They could be electricians. They can be carpenters. Have their own. They got their own skills. They don't have to go out and work at McDonald's or they don't have to go out and work uh, 
for, for uh, Walmart, they can have their own skills. And if, if, right. if they do work for those people and then it, it, can't, it can't happen, then they got something to fall back on. Uh, I'm giving you an example. There's a gentleman. I live in, I live in Florida in the winter. Uh, okay. There's a gentleman. He had just, don't get me wrong, he had just got out of prison. He was a different nationality. He didn't have any money, anything. To, he told me to give him $100 and he would build me a back porch. He, I gave him $100 he went to, uh, to Lowe's and got some stuff. He put a little back porch up and he charged me $500 to do that. So okay. I'm saying there's a way. And I, and I believe that. That's about it. Okay, yeah. so uh, right. Okay, so so we have the flyer up here on the screen. Uh, Obama Weekend Festival, August fifth through the seventh. Now let people know where Barack Obama Academy is. That used to be Timbuktu Academy. Let people know where it's located. It's at ten eight hundred Canfield on Detroit East Side. Ten eight hundred Canfield uh, on Detroit okay. East Side. Okay, not only. 10, oh. let, me, let me get that. 10 800 Canfield in Detroit on the east side. So, uh, right, is right. that now? Is that that's not near? That's not near Wayne State. That's not near Wayne State. What, what, what's no, the cross no, no, street? No, it's not, no, no, no it, it's, it's the major. You can use a major cross. The major cross streets. You can just say uh, if, if they want to really get close, they can get. Let's go to maybe uh, Mac. And just say, uh, uh, just say Van Dyke. And okay. They're, they're, they're in the general okay. area. Okay, in the, in the, in the, the Mac Van Dyke area. Okay, 10, 10, 800 Canfield. Okay, so there's a uh, all children's parade, uh, 11 a.m. Festival is 12 30 uh, p.m. to 7 p.m. Now, which day does the festival start at 12 30? Right. Which day is that? Which day is that? Well, well the, the festival starts. At twelve thirty every day to seven. But now for three hours from twelve o'clock to three o'clock, the children will be inside the school that want to stay and pick up these marketable life skills. Every okay. day, forty-five minutes, somebody is going to come up and talk about other things. Like I have a a a, 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 a airplane stewardess, a pilot coming in. Okay, uh, we have people doing other things. I have. Uh, 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 different people coming in talking about their skills. I got a guy that went to the South Pole and stayed for 14 days. He's going to talk about his experience. It's just going to be the most prolific show of unity and teaching to people, our, our people, that has happened in quite a while. And that's what we kind of count on. Okay. All right, so uh, you have vendor opportunities as well. Now, um, who do people contact? What's the phone number for uh, vendors and for more information? Yeah, if you want to be a vendor, mm-hmm. you can just contact me at 586-918-3061. The vendor fee is $100 for the whole weekend. In other words, uh, it's for the, the whole you know, total three days. And we did that because we want young entrepreneurs, young people that want to try to learn to be business on their own, have their own business. We want to get started. We could have charged way more than that, but we're not right. going to do that. And as long as I'm in charge of this, it's going to remain that. So we want people to just get used to doing their own, and we want a, 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 a good showing with this. Uh, and okay. and I, I think it's going to be good, but now we're going to have entertainment there. Now you're going to have a guy, I mean, while we're outside, we're going to have karaoke. Song, dance, food. We're gonna have people 
uh, I got a lady coming called Lady K, who is a great uh, singer. Mm -hmm. Then we have a Michael uh, Jackson impersonator, uh, a Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, impersonator coming in and do those things. Wow. So it's going to be you, fun. <laughs> I told you I talked to you earlier today, and you were out passing out flyers at another event. I mean, you all over the place, James. Go, go ahead, go ahead, and, and tell us about well, the other well, entertainment. Well, 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 see, I'm like this. Uh, James Ford believes that talk is cheap. I've always told people that when I was playing baseball, mm. I said talk is cheap. Let's do what we got to do. Talk is cheap. So right. I, I just go to work. I don't like to talk a lot. I just want to do what we got to do. Yeah, I'm all over the place, but. I just like to get it done. So that's just where it is. Okay. I was at the actual the Blues Fest today in Detroit. Right, right. The one down, uh, the one down yeah. by St. Alban. Yeah, yeah, Blues in the Park or Blues Festival. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now, this is a free event also, uh, correct, James? Yes it's, yes, it's definitely a free event, but can I just give you one Go ahead. information that Go ahead. I think that's very important? Go ahead. We have children at the... I, I want everybody to listen to understand this. There will be young people at this event. We're trying to set an atmosphere where we want to come back to the neighborhood. We want all different nationalities and races and different people to come to this every year. This will not be a party where a person can come and do do some things that are not pleasing to the public. In right. Other words, Illegal activities. Right. Smoke a little cigarette or something like that that's right. not favorable <laughs> Right. You can't do that. There will be no drinking, no, no, it won't be that kind of. Uh, right. It's a, it's a family there. atmosphere. It's a family, it's a family friendly atmosphere. It's a family friendly atmosphere. You can bring yeah. the children, entertainment yeah. for all ages, positive event, career, uh, career, uh, career, uh, uh, opportunities, uh, information on different careers for our youth, etc. Okay. Right, okay. Is there right. is, is there any website? I want to say one other thing. Okay, just one second. Is there any website information? Well, uh, we'll go ahead. Actually, actually, my website is kind of uh, I, I say incomplete now. Basically okay. Because just... the person that was working my website kind of got sick for okay. a long period of time and couldn't work on it, but okay. uh, they. People still can go to ObamaDayAugust4.com, ObamaDayAugust4, and find out what we did in the past. Okay, now, Obama, Obama Day. Get that, web, get that website one more time. ObamaDayAugust4.com. Obamaday4th.com. Okay, go ahead. Well, but okay. I want to say one other thing. This, 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 uh, James, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hold you over the break. We're up against a break. We're going to hold you over the break for you to uh, complete your thought. Okay, stand by. Listen to the African History. You listen to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We're speaking with James Ford, the organizer of Obama uh, Weekend, taking place in Detroit Friday, August 5th through uh, Sunday, August 7th at uh, Barack Obama Academy. It's a free event family atmosphere positive event come on out i'll be there we'll have a vendor booth for the african history network as well listen to the african history network show on michael m hotel we'll be back in a few minutes iRedify is a black owned digital platform that showcases black and brown cultures and people the books on the platform are written by african-american authors afro-caribbean authors african authors and so much more Kids 14 and under can read ebooks, listen to audiobooks, and complete learning activities. 
Kids can even write in the books digitally. Get unlimited access to everything on the platform for only $8.99 a month at iRedify.com. Sign up for your membership today. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation, the Future of Radio. All right. Uh, right before the break, we were talking to uh, James Ford. Uh, he is the uh, creator and organizer of Obama Day, uh, Obama Weekend, I should say, Obama Weekend 2022, taking place uh, Friday, August 5th through Sunday, August 7th, uh, here in Detroit at uh, Barack Obama Academy, located at uh, 10800 uh, Canfield uh, Street in Detroit. Okay, James, go ahead. Uh, you wanted to uh, finish your thought uh, right before the break. No, I just wanted to say one thing. I, every, everybody, if you have anybody in town that's from out of town, please bring them to this because we want them to see what we are doing. Obama weekend should be celebrated everywhere, and we're going to try to take it to other places now that I have a little crew. So if you're from out of town, stop by. Now, the main focus of the Obama weekend is not so much. It is about Barack Obama, but it's not. It's about the next Barack Obama. It's mm-hmm. about the next. We want to create the next Barack Obama. The next Barack Obama could be at your house right now in your living room. He could be crawling around on your kitchen floor. He could be in the back seat of your car. You're taking him someplace. So we're going to create the next Barack Obama by showing a togetherness and teaching him some life skills and all remarkable uh, life skills. And the other thing about it is it's, it's, it's a situation where you got to think about this. The next block, Obama could be a woman. It could be another nationality. But at this point, what's going on in the world today, we need another one. So it's about the next Barack Obama. So, Not so much about him. He, he, the focus is him, but we're going to create the next one. Bye. So, so. Children emulate who you celebrate. They emulate who you celebrate. You celebrate Boo Boo the Clown, that's who they act like. So we're going to emulate a great man who has dignity, integrity, and character. So so when you say very quickly, and then, then uh, we have to uh, go to the next segment. Uh, when, you, when you say uh, celebrate the next Barack Obama, in it, or it could be a female, explain what you mean by that. What is it that you want to instill in our youth about their potential? Well, we, what we want to instill youth that just because someone tells you something about yourself, you don't have to buy that. And then the other thing is you can be whatever you want to be. You just got to think and work. As I say, talk is cheap. Right. So think and work. And then the other thing, what we want to do is teach our children this right here, to think before you act. Our children got to whether we want to. They got to learn how to think before they act. And I'm going to give you a specific. When the governor of Arizona pointed her finger in his face, it seemed like it was bad. She kept it up there for about a minute and a half. I couldn't okay, so the governor of Arizona, you're, you're, talking about, you're talking about when they were on the tarmac in Arizona. Barack Obama, yeah. And Barack Obama, right. when he was president, and the governor wagged her finger. Just one second. I just got to, I have to let, we have people listening across the country, so I have to let people know what we're referencing. So she wagged her finger in Barack Obama's face and scolded him. This, this is what you're referring to. Okay, go ahead, James. Yeah. 
and he did not react. But guess what? Everybody thought that that was a sign of weakness, but the whole world knew that he was the person that handled the job. The, the negativity out of that turned into the most positive thing because even people that did not like him knew he was the man to be there. That was, a, he turned a whole lot of naysayers' eyes that people really didn't like him. I'm talking about the other side of the aisle. He turned their eyes around and they knew he was a guy because guess what? He did a second turn. That one instance was made a bad but it turned out good. So right, uh, right. he was the, he was he was the one. Right. And so was shown there in that instance. So yes. well, just he thought uh, before he acted. Okay. Right. 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 He thought before he acted, and and the higher, the more power you have, the more responsibility you have, and you have to. The, the, sure, he could have slapped her, but sure he could have cussed cursed her out. Sure, he could have denounced Arizona, but you also have to think through consequences as well. Also, you have to think, is, is this really worth it? You know, is it, I mean, now, so up and I have a picture. It was Governor Jan Brewer, who was a Republican. Governor Jan Brewer, who was talking to President Obama, somewhat scolding him, wagging her finger at him on the tarmac. There's an article from January 26, 2012, Heated Arizona Governor Jan Brewer confronts President Obama over book uh, over a book on immigration. Okay, so this is what James Ford is referring to. Uh, people can read the quotes. Well, I, rem I remember when it happened because I've been in radio twelve years, or so I talked about this on my show uh, when it happened. Go ahead, James. Yeah, well, it was it was he who thought before he acted. And that showed the country and people that really didn't like him. This man has dignity. He has integrity. He has character. And actually, it made her look bad. Made her look bad. So it's just like now our kids get into situations and they act before they think. It's a lot of situations maybe that they can get out of, but they act before they think. He thought before he acted and it turned out to be pretty good. I'm going to use an example. Okay. You know, it's just like if you're on a job and somebody says, well, you're fired or this, you just don't go out and get a chance you think before you do what you got to do and you leave what you right. think. And then the same thing if you're, if law enforcement tells you, law enforcement tells you, hey, uh, pull over, you got to pull over, you got to, I'm 75 years old. Mm -hmm. They pull me over, I'm putting my hands on the steering wheel, I'm giving them what they need. I'm giving them what they need and what they want. That's all to it. You got to Right. So what, you act. What, what, he was a great thinker. So what happens is in situations like that, the scene of the incident is not the time to argue and debate law. That's what the court is for. You want to um exactly. on um Roland Martin Unfiltered, one of my co panelists, uh attorney Monique Presley teaches classes and workshops on how to survive police encounters. And the first thing that she teaches her students in the class is that you have to get in your mind that this is not my day to die. This is not my day to die. And then your actions that uh, uh, come after that thought fall right. in line with that. And right. that's, what, that's what the court is for, to deal with discrepancies, to deal with 
disagreements that deal with grievances. That's what the court is for. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, James, yeah. we're, uh, we're out of time here for this interview. Give your uh, phone you number once much. again. Yeah, thank you. Give your, give your phone number once again. And uh, uh, my phone number yeah, is 586 918 We still need vendors. And if you're uh, selling anything or want to sell, just give me a call. I'm in my office every day this week. You can just give me a call. 586 918 all and right. I still want to say this, this is integrity, dignity, and care to three right. days. Okay, James. All right. We'll see you there. I'll, I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. All right, James. Take care. All right. Take care. All right, everybody. Uh, we're coming up on the break. When we come back, we'll talk about Bill Russell. We'll talk about uh, Nichelle Nichols. And we'll also talk about Mary Alice. They all passed away in the past couple of days. Now, I, I've talked about this here a number of times on my shows uh, if you don't read and you think that the policies of President Barack Obama did not benefit African-Americans, uh, I would encourage you to read this document that I've talked about numerous times before. It's at WhiteHouse.gov, Progress of the African-American Community During the Obama Administration. It breaks down category by category how the policies of President Barack Obama, many put by the Congressional Black Caucus, many pushed by civil rights organizations, helped African-Americans. And these were a lot of policies that Donald Trump reversed during his uh, uh, reign in office. So if you think President Obama's policies did not help African-Americans, one, you haven't been listening to this show, two, you don't read. We'll be back in a few minutes. You listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotep, 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. Hotep, everybody. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, writer, and historian. And I want to give a special shout out to everybody who has attended the 11th annual Liberated Minds Black Homeschool and Education Expo. I just want to take a few minutes and uh, we had a great presentation that I did uh, on Saturday. So I teach two online history classes. Uh, one on Saturday and uh, one on Sunday. On Saturday, the class that I teach, normally 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is called Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, What They Didn't Teach You in School. And this is normally a 10-week online class. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We can't start studying our history and slavery. Even when we study the transatlantic slave trade, which is important to study, we can't start in 1619 or in the 1440s with the Portuguese, when the Portuguese get involved in the transatlantic slave trade. We have to understand the history chronologically and deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors, who enter into the Iberian Peninsula, today known as Spain and Portugal, from North Africa in 711 AD. When we discuss the transatlantic slave trade, we have to first understand that African people are the original people of North, Central, and South America and have been in the land we call the United States at least 51,700 years. Now, the second class I teach is on Sundays, normally 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called uh, From the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Now, these classes are normally $130. They're on sale right now, $60. We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded, so you can go back and watch it any time. So a year from now, two years from now, you can go back and watch the entire class. With both of these classes, I would say the content is PG-13. 
So you can use this with your children as well if you want to. Um, also, you can advertise with the African History Network. We have three new advertising packages. Our current promotion is buy one month to get one month free. We have a million followers at our Facebook fan page, the African History Network. And with our platinum package, um, we'll take our ads on our Facebook fan page uh, for you as well to um, help maximize your advertising campaign. And we take your 30-second to 60-second commercial we put into the rebroadcast uh, of our shows and also into the audio podcast of our shows as well. Uh, we only have 20 advertising slots because we have a finite amount of advertising space. Uh, email us at ahnshow at theafricanhistorynetwork.com, ahnshow at theafricanhistorynetwork.com, or call us 313-462-0003. All right, right now is corrects wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. Wakanda forever, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. 910 AM Superstation, a division of Adele Media. We got the guests, the opinions, and the facts. I'm your host, Brother Michael and Hotel. Now we'll be with the number of topics here on the After History Network Show. We'll do a current event of history and much, much more. We're going to give you an update on what's going on. This is about self-preservation. We have to extinguish the fire of white supremacy. See, that's without consequences. Catch it all right here on 910 AM Superstation. The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 910 AM Superstation or Dell Media. Welcome back to the African History Network show. All right, the call number is 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600 is the call number if you have a question or comment. Okay, so um, in the... Uh, first segment of the show, today's show, we talked about uh, the new trailer for Black Panther 2, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and the trailer got uh, 20, uh, 172 million views uh, in 24 hours. Now, there was a, um, a article from RollingOut.com that we talked about in the first segment of the show, and I really didn't get a chance uh, to get to it. Uh, uh, rollingout.com fans vow to boycott uh, Black Panther Wakanda forever fans um, of the record setting comic movie and the main character T'Challa played by Chadwick Boseman expressed disgust and dismay that T'Challa is being killed off so uh, in this article skipping over some of this uh, information we know Chadwick Boseman passed away August 28th, uh, 2022. Uh, I don't know if these people like actually read the Black Panther comic book. There were numerous Black Panthers throughout generations. And at one point, Shuri, the child's sister, becomes the Black Panther. Okay. Uh, the hashtag uh, recast T'Challa, the hashtag recast T'Challa uh, revealed uh, some impassioned plans and harsh denunciations about the demise of the Marvel comic character, okay, of the Marvel comic character. Uh, one user said, God forbid, but if Tom Holland died today, uh, they would not kill off Peter Parker. If uh, Robert Patterson died, they would not stop casting people to play Bruce Wayne. Chadwick was very proud of, being, uh, of bringing T'Challa to life. Killing T'Challa does not uh, honor Chatwick. Hashtag recast T'Challa. Um, I would encourage them to look at some of the comments from like 
the actors and actresses on Black Panther who actually knew Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and Ryan Coogler, the director, things like this, because they said that he was irreplaceable uh, to try to recast them. But once again, I think you're going to have a surprise in the film. There's another article I'm going to get to. And this is what I was saying should happen uh, in, in the beginning anyway. Uh, I think you're going to have a surprise uh, in the film. But uh, let's see here. Still, others are promising to avoid seeing the film because the comic book character was brought to life on the big screen after the ceaseless lobbying of mostly, if not solely, black men. That's why um, I don't think that's why. First of all, most of the Marvel comic universe heroes have had their own movie. Yeah, you have people who've been saying for years they wanted the Black Panther uh, movie, but did people say for years they wanted Ant-Man and the Wasp? You had Ant-Man and the Wasp. All, all Black Panther was the 18th movie in the Marvel comic universe, and all those 18 movies have interlocking storylines that lead up to Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, okay? And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, all, all those movies have interlocking storylines. So even though people were saying, yeah, we want a Black Panther and there's talk about Wesley Snipes being the Black Panther, things like this, um, it's like basically almost all of the Marvel Comic Universe characters are having their own movie dr strange it started with captain america basically i think captain america is probably the first one you got a bunch of thor you three thor movies you have the avengers okay you got the incredible hulk all of them are having their movies in there captain marvel okay so um but anyway however the film is now starring mostly black females with only one major male character starring in the follow-up okay so i guess is like african-american men complaining that it's a bunch of black women in the movie or something uh okay and hopefully hopefully these same people who are talking about boycotting a fictitious movie because they're not keeping it real about chadwick boseman i sure hope y'all boycotted the nfl because of colin kaepernick because that's something real. I hope you're not watching NFL games. I hope because Colin Kaepernick is, is still hasn't gotten a job in the NFL. The same people who are talking about boycotting a fictitious movie. I sure hope you're still boycotting the NFL for Colin Kaepernick because that's real. Now, uh, okay, we can, you can read the rest of this. Uh, so they talk about some Twitter users and things like this. Okay. Um, and also once again, in the comic book, you know, Shuri did become the black Panther for a period of time. I don't know if these people notice if they actually read the black Panther comic book, anything like that. Um, so, okay, we'll see what happens. Now there was an article. Now this is a spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Don't get mad at me. It's already out there. I didn't write the article. It's already out there, but there was a, um, there was an article that I saw from, uh, who is this here? 
uh, hotnewhiphop.com, hotnewhiphop.com. Okay. Now this dealt with the, uh, there's a Lego uh, set that features the Wakanda, the, the Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever characters. All right. And I'm going to pull this article up here. Now, this is a spoiler alert. Now, I said this was probably happened. So if it turns out that it's true, you, you heard me say this before. Wakanda Forever Lego that spoils Marvel's new Black Panther. Wakanda Forever Lego set spoils Marvel's new Black Panther. Okay, now this is from July 30th. Uh, Saturday, July 30th, 2022. Let me pull up this article here. All right, so in this piece here, once again, spoiler alert, but you're going to find out anyway. Uh, Black Panther fans or not, millions of people around the world felt the tragic loss of Chadwick Boseman. Okay, we can skip down. Uh, some wanted a re, uh, some wanted a recast. Some wanted his character to get a respectful kind of uh canonical death also keep in mind like black panthers uh, uh t'challa's father t'chaka was the black panther before t'challa was the black panther t'chaka was killed in the movie his character was killed off also i mean come on people but none should have expected to find the answer in a lego set first so if you don't want spoilers proceed with caution Okay, so they show Prince Namor. You see Prince Namor over to the right. You see uh, somebody, okay, this is Black Panther with a jerry curl, something like that, a curly hair, whatever, right? <laughs> uh, according to images of upcoming Lego sets slated for an October 22 release, the new Black Panther will be Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. She is T'Challa's sister in the comic books in the 2018 Smash film. Now, I, I called this, and actually, if we can, if I can grab one of the books. So it's important to understand, and I'm going to break down what the word Wakanda means. This is why I say Wakanda forever at the end of all of our shows, right? So I do, I've done lectures dealing with the film Black Panther. This one right here, Black Panther Analysis, African Culture, History, and Afrofuturism. It's available at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. It's on sale $10. We have the digital download. I think it's $8 digital download. This is almost a three-hour lecture. I did three months of research on the film Black Panther. Researching, I read over 100 articles dealing with the film and the comic book. I read this book here, uh, Black Panther, The Ultimate Guide, which deals with the 52-year history of the Black Panther comic book. And you see Prince Namor is in here. I had to do this type of research to be able to do my lectures so I knew what the hell I was talking about. Now, there were some people that weren't as responsible. Well, that's, that's on them. I couldn't do that because my teachers taught me when you come before the people, you need to have done your research and know what you're talking about. Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Professor Jane Small, Professor Kaba Hiawatha Kamene, Dr. Claude Anderson, Dr. Ray Hagen. So I had to do a lot of research before I can do my lectures on the film. So I knew what I was talking about. Also, this is another book that I read. Black Panther, the official movie special, 
which is the official movie tie-in to the first Black Panther movie that gives background information on the characters, interviews with the characters, interview with the uh, uh, director, Ryan Coogler, all of that. Okay, I read this book as well. Why? So I knew what I was talking about when I did my lectures. Okay, so um, if we look here at this here, let's see, let's go back to this. Okay, while a Lego set is never an official confirmation, and I agree with that, I haven't played with Legos in decades, okay, but while a Lego set is not is never an official uh, confirmation, um, it's safe to say is likely given the direction of Marvel's first teaser for Black Panther Wakanda Forever and the fact that Lego sets have been prophetic in the past and the fact that Lego sets have been prophetic in the class in the past. Now, the new teaser isn't explicitly dedicated to Chadwick Bozeman. However, from the heart wrenching version of Bob Marley's uh, Woman No Cry to um, uh, and Kendrick Lamar's All Right to the somber tone of the trailers, shots and characters is clear that the teaser is mourning the actor's loss as well as we are. Okay, at the end of the trailer, a new Black Panther suit is revealed, which got fans speculating before this Lego set seemingly confirmed Shuri will take the mantle uh, against uh, a new underwater enemy, which is Prince Namor. Okay, and here we also uh, Shuri as Black Panther as well uh, in the comic books. Okay. So this uh, this tweet here, Marvel Week, okay, uh, it, it, they ask, is Shuri wearing the Black Panther suit in a new coming Lego? But they show this image here. If we click on this, this is on Twitter. They show um, uh, this image here of Shuri as uh, Black Panther. Let me see. Let's go to, uh, so you, this is, coming straight from the comic book. So I had to I had to go research the history of the Black Panther comic book and characters because we see that reflected in the movie. And I couldn't just do lectures just based upon the movie and not understanding the background theme, uh, 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 story themes, characters, and how the characters were changed in the movie. For, for instance, uh, in the comic book, Killmonger is 100% Wakandan. Killmonger is not half African-American and half Wakandan in the comic book. They changed that for the movie, I think, to, 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 inter, to interweave a African-American context, perspective, storyline into the movie. Otherwise, you would just be looking at a movie of Wakandans in a country that doesn't exist. Okay, but by interweaving, by making him half African-American, now you bring in another dynamic, another context, another storyline that relates back also to uh, the transatlantic slave trade, et cetera. Okay, so, but I had to do the research to be able to understand all this. Okay, when we come back from the break, we'll talk about um, Bill Russell. Uh, we'll talk about um, uh, Nichelle uh, Nichols. Uh, Lieutenant Uhura on uh, Star Trek. And I want you to hear an interview that she did where she talked about who kept her from quitting the show. Because at the end of the first season, 
she had decided to quit Star Trek. Also, we'll talk about Mary Alice, who was in the movie Sparkle, the original Sparkle, 1976, and she was Levy Bostic on the TV show A Different World. She passed away as well. Listed African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stand by. Back from breaking four minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation, the future radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. All right. Um, you can register for the online history classes I teach on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, so this week, I couldn't do it this past Saturday. I was at Soul Day uh, 2022 on Saturday. Keith Williams had a great event. It was over a thousand people that came out. Uh, so, you know, we had him on the show last uh, uh, Wednesday. I mean, last Sunday, we had uh, Keith Williams here on the show. He's the organizer of Soul Day 2022. Fantastic uh, event. I had a vendor booth there. And then also today I was at the uh, micro loan conference uh, uh, that my frat brother uh, Warren Galloway organized. Um, and that was at Greek, um, uh, Greek town hotel. So I was uh, there today for that. So uh, we're going to teach, uh, I'll teach my class on this Tuesday and Wednesday, Tuesday, August 2nd. Um, ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. We'll get the website updated. Uh, you can still register for the class. It's $60, regularly $130. We're doing it 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, and this time around, we're doing uh, at least 12 sessions of the class, okay? Uh, we do thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch it any time. Then uh, normally on Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., I teach from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement of Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Uh, with the next class, we're doing this on Wednesday, August 3rd, 7 p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time. So you can register for that. And as soon as you register, you can watch the archive classes also. That's at our, our new website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, uh, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, okay? And if you've taken any of my online classes in the past, email me at ahnshow at theafricanhistorynetwork.com. You'll get 50% off. Um, you'll get 50% off the uh, classes. All right. I want to go back to this story here uh, very quickly dealing with uh, Black Panther. So... Um, the, I hear people saying, okay, Wakanda is a fictitious place, things like this. I saw somebody post that here as well. It is true that Wakanda is a fictitious place, but Wakanda is not a fictitious word. And this is why it's important to do research. This is why I couldn't jump out and start doing lectures dealing with Black Panther and had not done the research, didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Um, unfortunately, everybody didn't follow that advice. Okay. So, uh, the word Wakanda, we see in the Omaha Ponca, uh, in Sioux Indian languages, and, uh, it means possesses secret powers. Uh, we know that the, uh, these are some slides from my actual lecture that I do on, on Black Panther. We know that the character of T'Challa was first introduced in the uh, Fantastic Four uh, uh, issue of the Fantastic Four, uh, issue 52, 1966, July 1966, okay? Um, the Fantastic Four. And it was a two-part series. And T'Challa beats up the Fantastic Four, okay? And 
at the end of issue 52, he talks about how uh, he's the uh, chieftain of the Wakanda, Wakandans and the richest man in all the world. Okay. Um, which is like Mansa Musa, who was emperor of the Mali empire, became emperor of the Mali empire in 13, 1312 AD. And he was the richest man in the history of the world. Okay. So the, um, if we look at the word Wakanda, we see the word Wakanda in uh, Omaha, Ponca, and also amongst the Osaji, Native American nations. Um, it, it means possesses secret powers uh, in Omaha and Ponca. And Wakanda is the great creator, the great creative power of the Osaji, Omaha, and Ponca Native American tribes. Wakanda is an abstract, omnipresent, creative force who is never personified, never personified in traditional Suan legends, and in fact did not have a gender before the introduction of English with its gender-specific nouns. Now, we also know that um, when, you, when you look at the panther deity uh, Bass, well, let me back up. Uh, there's a Wakanda water park in Wisconsin. And it's spelled W-A-K-A-N-D-A. When you look at Wakanda across the country, uh, the usage of the word, you may see some variations in how it's spelled. But the Wakanda Water Park in Wisconsin is spelled W-A-K-A-N-D-A, like Wakanda is spelled in Marvel Comics. All right. Um, so, and at the Wakanda Water Park, they talk about the mounds in the Indian mound builders early mound builders but we also know that so there were about one million mounds here in the land we call the united states of america we also know some of those mounds were built by the khoisan built by african people as well who were in this land going back at least fifty-one thousand seven hundred years when we look at the research from dr david m hotep who we've had here on the show a number of times he wrote the book the first americans were africans documented evidence and we look at the discovery from dr albert goodyear uh, 2004, which documents African presence in Allendale County, South Carolina, going back at least 51,700 years ago. Dr. David M. Hotep lays this out in page 14 of his first book, um, The First Americans Were Africans Documented Evidence. Now, we also know that the, the language spoken in the film Black Panther is Isikosa, okay? And Isikosa is a Bantu language uh, as well. So the film... Uh, connects us to African history, African culture, African language, African spiritual systems. We know that uh, the uh, where they have the ritual combat, that the the waterfall where they have the ritual combat to determine who's going to sit on the throne of Wakanda. That's called Warrior Falls. Warrior Falls, and uh, the scene where Killmonger throws. Uh, T'Challa over the waterfall comes straight out of the comic books. I think that's Jungle Action comic book, uh, uh, Jungle Action issue number six, 1973. It comes straight out the comic book. Okay. Now here's an image of uh, Killmonger in the comic books. The the Panther deity Bast uh, that watches over the people of Wakanda. And you have Wakanda is made up of 18 different tribes. Wakanda is not just one group of people. It's made up of 18 different tribes, the Jabari tribe, uh, the, the Panther clan, things like this. But Bast, 
that watches over the, uh, those of the, the Panther clan and then also watches over the people of Wakanda. That comes from Bastet, the, 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 uh, which was a um, lioness, uh, a lioness deity, a, de a deity with the head of a lioness. Then it was changed to the head of a cat. There's a, a, a deity or netter or what Europeans call a god or goddess. This comes straight out of ancient Egypt, ancient Kemet. Bastet, ancient Egyptian goddess worshipped in the form of a lioness and later a cat, goddess of warfare in lower Kemet, lower Egypt, worshipped as early as 2890 BCE, before the common era. When you look at the uh, Dormalaji, the Dormalaji, which means adored ones and introduced in the 1990s in the comic book, the Dormalaji are the um, African female warriors who protect whoever sits on the throne of Wakanda, protect the family of, of, of the king of Wakanda. Okay, so their costumes are influenced by the Maasai of uh, Kenya, okay, number one, because Ruth Carter, who was the costume designer, and she won an Oscar for being the costume designer, Ruth Carter studied 11 different African cultures for six months and infused this into the film Black Panther. She was also the costume designer for the movie Malcolm X as well, okay? But the Dora Malaji are based upon the, uh, they were introduced in 1998, Black Panther Volume 1, 1998. The Dora Malaji means adored ones. Uh, they are based upon the real African female warriors of the West African uh, nation empire of Dahomey, uh, who were called the Ahosi or the Mino these African female warriors. Now, these are the African female warriors who are going to be portrayed in the movie that comes out September 16th, starring Viola Davis called The Warrior King, The Warrior King. And this is about these African female warriors who were the real life inspiration for the Dora Malaji that we first saw in the Black Panther comic books in 1998. And we see on the screen in the film Black Panther and also Black Panther 2 as well. All right. Uh, so that's just a little background uh, information. And uh, the, um, my lecture is available at our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. It's a three, almost three-hour lecture. I go deep into all this information. Um, it's a Black Panther analysis, African culture, history, and Afrofuturism. And uh, we have digital download format uh, also, okay? That's at uh, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. I did a lot of research to be able to do uh, my lectures on uh, the film. All right. Uh, so we got the news that um, Mary Alice passed away. Mary Alice. And I remember seeing uh, Mary Alice on um, uh, not just A Different World, but before A Different World, she was... Um, on the uh, TV show Sanford and Son. And she was um, Fred's sister. Remember, she was married to the white guy, Rodney. Okay, and <laughs> you remember the first time Fred met Rodney, he thought Rodney was the taxi cab driver. Okay, um, so so uh, Mary Alice was on a few times on Sanford and Son. Essence Magazine has back at the life and career of Mary Alice Smith. Mary Alice Smith, the Emmy and Tony Award winning actress, had a career that spanned 50 years across film, television, and theater. When we come back from the break, we'll talk some about the uh, career 
of actress Mary Alice. And, you know, I'm a big, big fan of the TV show, A Different World. She played Letty Bostick, um, the uh, dorm director for season one and season two on the TV show, A Different World. So we talk about this on the other side of the break, as well as Bill Russell and Michelle Nichols. Listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show. All right. Uh, so right before the break, we were talking about the passing of uh, actress Mary Alice, veteran actress. Uh, she was on Broadway, uh, starring opposite uh, James Earl Jones in the play Fences, August Wilson's play uh, Fences. We know that was turned into a movie starring Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Fantastic movie, Fences. I mean, Denzel, Denzel and Viola Davis. I mean, they're fantastic actors and actresses. Denzel's one of my all-time favorite actors. Okay, he's one of my uh, all-time favorite actors. And um, if you get a chance to check out that movie, um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So there was, uh, so there was a good article from Essence Magazine that we posted. Um, on our Facebook fan page, the African history network. And this deals with looking at her career. And then also uh, there's a um, good article from the New York times from June, from July 30th, 2022. But this piece from essence magazine, they look back at the life and career of Mary Alice Smith, Mary Alice Smith, which, which was her birth name. Mary Alice Smith she was born December 3rd, uh, 1936. Uh, I want to go to this piece here from um, uh, New York Times. We know she was also in the Matrix movie, uh, one of the Matrix movies as well. Mary Alice Smith, Tony Winner, for her role in Fences, dies at 85, a former Chicago school teacher. She uh, appeared on TV in A Different World and also uh, I'll Fly Away, winning an Emmy in uh 1993 here's a picture of her also uh and she was in the uh uh movie sparkle as well okay 1976 uh sparkle okay so mary allison emmy and uh tony winner winning actress who brought uh, a delicate grace and the quiet dignity to her a delicate uh, grace and quiet dignity uh, to her roles in Hollywood, blockbusters, the Matrix of Revolutions, uh, television sitcoms, A Different World, and Broadway plays Fences died on Wednesday uh, in her home in Manhattan. She was 85, according to the uh, New York City Police Department. Okay, so that was Wednesday, uh, July 27th. Now, the death was confirmed by Detective Anthony Passaro, uh, a police spokesman who said officers responded to a 911 uh, call. Officers responded to a 911 call and found uh, Miss Alice unresponsive. A former Chicago school teacher, uh, Mary Alice, appeared in nearly 60 uh, television and uh, television shows and uh, movies in 2000 in the year 2000 she was uh, inducted into the theater hall of fame the theater hall of fame 
Now, she first gained widespread attention in the Broadway production of August Wilson's Fences in 1987. She earned a Tony Award for Best Featured Actress for playing Rose Maxson, Maxson, a housewife in 1950s uh, Pittsburgh, forced to balance uh, duty with anger toward a philandering husband played by, played by James Earl Jones, who also won a Tony. So she won an Emmy Award and a Tony. Okay. She was a brilliant, brilliant actress. I think she was really underrated. I think Mary Alice was very underrated, even though she did win an Oscar and a Tony. I think she was very underrated as an actress. Um, James Earl Jones portrayed uh, a, a, his character is filled with rage after a promising uh, baseball career uh, devolved into a grueling life as a garbage man, a garbage hauler. Okay. Um, so it, it goes on and talks about, uh, some of the, uh, some of her background as well. Here's a picture of, uh, James Earl Jones and Mary Alice, uh, in the play Fences. Now, Mary Alice Smith was born on December 3rd, 1936 in India, in Indiana, Indianola, Indianola, Mississippi. I never heard of India, Indianola, Mississippi, I-N-D-I-A-N-O-L-A. I never heard of Indianola, Mississippi. She was one of three children of Sam Smith and uh, Ozalar Smith. When she was a small child, the family moved to Chicago where they lived in a house on the, on the near north side that was later demolished to make way for the Cabrini Green housing project. OK, no immediate family members survived. No immediate family members survived. Now, um, she was a teacher as well. Early on, viewing teaching as a path to a middle class life. Uh, Mary Alice Smith graduated from Chicago Teachers College, which is now Chicago State University. She graduated in 1965 and took a job teaching at a public elementary school. Even so, she aspired to be an actress. It was uh, escapism, she told the uh, Chicago Tribune in 1986, adding, we never lacked for anything. We never lacked for anything, okay? Uh, we know she was in the Women of Brewster's Place. Also, she was, uh, had a, uh, she was on Sanford and Son a few times as well as um, uh, Fred Sanford's uh, sister. Okay, she was in uh, the musical Sparkle, 1976. She was also in the movie Beat Street. Now, I forgot she was in Beat Street, okay, the hip-hop the hip movie Beat Street, uh, the feature breakdance in 1984. I saw a clip of that. Uh, somebody posted that in the A Different World Facebook group that I'm in. I, I totally forgot she was in Beat Street, okay? So, uh, Mary Alice Smith will be definitely missed. We all loved her on a different world. She knew how to put Whitley in a place too. That was, oh my God. She knew how to put Whitley in her place. She was, uh, she was great as Liddy Bostick, uh, the dorm director. Uh, and, and it was in the, in, in the first season, she became the dorm director. Now it's, uh, it's, uh, Ron O'Neill. Is, so Ron O'Neill played two characters on a different world. Later, he plays Whitley's father. Uh, he's the second character to play Whitley's father. 
But in the first season, he plays, I think he's a college professor at Hillman, and he's the one who convinces Letty Bostick to come to Hillman to be dorm director because she traveled the world and she was a book author. She's there at the college doing a lecture. She didn't graduate from college. She had some incompletes uh, classes and things like this. So it's Ron O'Neill's character, his first character on uh, on A Different World, who convinces her to come to Hillman to be the dorm director. And then later on, he's going to play uh, be the second character or maybe the third to play Whitley's father. Okay. But, uh, I, I love to see Letty Bostick, uh, <laughs> put, uh, Whitley in her place as well. Okay. So we're going to miss, uh, Mary Alice. Now, uh, Nichelle Nichols also passed away, uh, as well. We got the news today, uh, but she died Saturday. Nichelle Nichols, Lieutenant Uhura, uh, on, uh, Star Trek. Uh, we know that Star Trek was on from 1966 to uh, 1969. The original Star Trek was only on for, for like three seasons, right? But it spawned all these movies, uh, spinoff TV shows, the, um, the Star Trek convention, all types of things. Okay, Trekkies, uh, billions of dollars in merchandising, all that came from a show that was on for three seasons. Uh, Nichelle Nichols, Lieutenant Uhura of Star Trek, dies at age 89. We're going to go to clip one here in just a second, Jalen. She was among the first black women to have a leading role in a TV series. She later worked in NASA, okay, to recruit minorities for the space program. Okay, here's a picture of her. And I remember watching Star Trek. I I watched the reruns of it because I wasn't born... When I was born, it was, I was born in 71, so it was off the air. But I remember watching the reruns of it. And I had some of the Star Trek action figures as well. But I remember seeing her on Star Trek. And I was like, wow, it's a black woman in outer space. Michelle Nichols, the actress re- revered for Star Trek fans, by Star Trek fans, and everywhere for her role as Lieutenant Uhura, the communications officer on the star starship USS Enterprise died on Saturday in Silver City, um, uh, New Mexico. She had been in New Mexico, Silver City. Uh, she was 89 years old. The cause was heart failure. The cause was heart failure. Failure. Um, the uh, said Sky Conway, a writer and a film producer, who was asked by Kyle Johnson, Miss Nichols' son, to speak for the family. Ms. Nichols had a long career as an entertainer, beginning as a teenage supper club singer and dancer in Chicago, her hometown, and later appearing on television and later appearing on television. But she will be forever remembered for her work on Star Trek, the co-inspiring space adventure series that aired from 1966 to 1969 and starred William Shatner, T.J. Hooker, as Captain Kirk. The heroic, uh, the, the heroic leader of the Starship Enterprise. And we know Leonard Nimoy, who died in 2015, Mr. Spock and DeForest Kelly, uh, as Dr. McCoy, aka Bones. They were all on that iconic show. A striking beauty, uh, Nichelle Nichols provided a, uh, frison of sexiness on the bridge of the Enterprise. 
Uh, she was generally clad in a snug red doublet and black tights. Ebony Magazine called her the most heavenly body of in Star Trek, the most heavenly body in Star Trek on this 1967 cover. Her role, however, was both substantial and historically significant. We'll continue this uh, other side of the break list to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show. All right. Uh, right before the break, we were talking about um, Nichelle Nichols, actress Nichelle Nichols, best known as Lieutenant Uhuru, Uhura on uh, Star Trek. Okay. And she passed away Saturday at um, age 89. Okay. She know, we know she was ailing um, as well for, for, for some time. Uh, we're going to clip one here in just a second, Jalen. Uh, I want to go back to this article here from New York Times because they um, there's a section here to get to something that's really, really important. Uh, and it deals with the image that she portrayed on Star Trek, which was a different image than what we were used to seeing oftentimes in in uh, media of African-Americans, especially African-American women. Uh, her role. So Ebony Magazine. Uh, called Nichelle Nichols the most heavenly, most heavenly body in Star Trek on this 1967 cover. Her role, however, was both substantial and historically significant. Lieutenant Uhura was an officer and a highly educated and well-trained technician who maintained a business-like demeanor while performing her high-minded duties. Miss Nichols, Nichelle Nichols, was among the first African-American women to have a leading role on the network television series, making her an anomaly on the small screen, out of the ordinary, an exception, uh, on the small screen, which until that time had rarely depicted African-American women in any other roles than subservient roles, in any other roles than subservient roles. In a November 1968 episode during the show's third and final season, Captain Kirk and Lieutenant Uhura are forced to embrace by their inhabitants of a strange planet, resulting in what is widely thought to be the first interracial kiss in television history. Now, when you, when you research this, you'll see that they... Um, the producers of the show, the network, wanted to have uh, two scenarios so that they could air one down in the south because they knew the segregationists in the south in the south would object to uh, this white man kissing this African American woman. Now, Ms. Nichols' first appearances on Star Trek predated the 1968 sitcom Julia, in which Diane Carroll, playing a widowed mother, who works as a nurse became the first black woman to star in a non-stereotypical role in a network series, okay? A series called Beulah, okay, Beulah, also called The Beulah Show, starring Ethel Waters as Beulah, and then Louise, actress Louise Beavers as Beulah, and then Hattie McDaniel also played Beulah on this show as well. We know Hattie McDaniel from the 1939 movie Gone with the Wind. She won an Oscar for uh, playing uh, Mammy in Gone with the Wind as well, actress Hattie McDaniel. 
okay? Uh, in the TV show Beulah, these three African-American actresses play, uh, portrayed Beulah, who was a maid for a white family. And this show was broadcast on ABC in the early 1950s. And it subsequently uh, was cited by civil rights activists for demeaning portraits of African-American people. But Lieutenant Uhura's influence reached far beyond television. In 1977, Nichelle Nichols began an association with NASA, National Aeronautics and Space Administration, contracting as a representative and speaker to help recruit female and minority candidates for spaceflight training. The following year's class of astronaut candidates was the first to include uh, women uh, and members of minority groups. Okay, the following year's class of astronaut candidates was the first to include women and members of minority groups. Uh, okay, so read the rest of this here. Uh, I want to go to this. Uh, let me see. We're going to the clip here. So her birth name was Grace Dale Nichols. Grace Dale Nichols. She was born in Robbins, Illinois, December 28, 1932. Some sources give a later year. And she grew up in Chicago. Um, I want to go to this uh, interview here that she did. And she talks about um, how Dr. King kept her from quitting the show uh, Star Trek. This is from uh, Emmy uh, TV Legends. Let's go to this clip, Jalen. By the end of the first season, I had so much fan mail that I didn't know I had um, that was in the mail room um, that they offered me a contract. I also was offered <laughs> a, 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 a role, a play to do uh, that was Broadway bound. And I was going to leave the show and take that. Um, and it was a good role. I forget what the heck it was now. And um, so I went in and told Jean that I was going to, when the season was up, I was going to leave. And Jean says, you can't do that. Yes, I can. <laughs> and he said, don't you understand what I'm trying to achieve here? I said, Gene, you've been wonderful. And and I, I really thank you for this opportunity. But, you know, I'm, this is, my life is theater, musical theater. And this is, I'm getting offers for all kinds of wonderful things where I want to be. He was sitting behind his desk, and he looked up at me, and he said, and I handed him my resignation that I'd written out. And he took it, and he just, I finally laid it on the desk, and he looked at it, and he said, take the weekend, Michelle, because that's how I know it was either Thursday or Friday. And he said, and think about it. And if you feel the same way the beginning of next week, if you still feel that way, think about this. It's more than you think it is. Just think about it. And if you still want to go on by Monday morning, I 
I'll give you my bless, go with my blessings. And he took the resignation, stuck it in his desk drawer. And I said, thanks, Gene. And I skipped out of there. That went better than I thought. And as fate would have it, I've always used this way because I believe in fate. I believe it was fated. All right, we're going to pause it right there. Uh, those watching on Facebook and YouTube, keep watching the African History Network on Facebook, Michael M. Hotel on YouTube. We're out of time here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation, WFDF. Uh, and then uh, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, Af the AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. You can uh, order my uh, lecture dealing with the film Black Panther, register for my online classes. Also, you can support the African History Network, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Those in Detroit will see you at uh, Obama Day, uh, Obama weekend, uh, Friday's August August 5th through Sunday, August 7th, over at Barack Obama Academy. Right now, it's correct, wrong behavior. It's not over till we win Wakanda forever. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Okay, stand by, everybody. Stand by. We're going to continue this here, to continue this segment, and then we'll talk a little bit about Bill Russell also. Uh, let's go back to this here. Okay, I want to go to, uh, let's go back to this, back to this. Okay, so we're going to go back to this clip here from um, Nichelle Nichols. And she, at the end of the first season of um, Star Trek, she wanted to quit the show because she comes from the theater. Okay, she wanted to quit the show. All right. So uh, Gene Roddenberry was the creator. The, the, the Gene she's talking about is Gene Roddenberry, who was the creator of Star Trek. Okay, that's who she's referring to. And also in her book that she released, she talked about having a uh, romantic relationship with Gene Roddenberry as well. This is also in the article from um, the New York Times. Okay, let's go to this. Let's go back to this uh, clip here. It's more than you think it is. Just think about it. And if you still want to go on mo by Monday morning, I... I'll give you my blessing. You go with my blessings. And he took the resignation, stuck it in his desk drawer. And I said, thanks, Gene. And I skipped out of there. Whew, that went better than I thought. And as fate would have it, I've always used this way because I believe in fate. I believe it was fated. I was to be a celebrity guest at some fundraising in Be thing in Beverly Hills. Um, I believe it was an NAACP fundraiser, but it might not have been, but I, I think it was. Um, and so I went to do this on that Saturday night, and I had just been taken to the dais and sat down when the organizer came over and said, Miss Nichols, uh, how are you? And blah, blah, blah. And he said, um, listen, um, there's someone here who said he is your biggest fan. And he's looking cherubic, you know. And, and he said, and he's desperate to meet you. He wants, really wants to meet you. And I said, oh, thank you. Now I'm 
no, you know, lots of fan mail, and I've seen it, the shows, and they're, they're being on for, you know, and, 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 and the ones that I got to see, because usually I didn't get home until after the show was over. <laughs> I didn't see the most of Star Trek that I was in until the reruns. <laughs> and, um, and I was on hiatus at best. Um, so I got, I said, certainly. And I stand up and turn, and I'm thinking, it's a Star Trek fan. He said, it's a Star Trek fan. I'm looking for a young man who's a Star Trek fan. I turn, and instead of fan, there's this face the world knows with this beautiful smile on it. And I remember thinking, whoever that fan is, is going to have to wait because Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King, my leader, is walking toward me, not 10 feet away, with a beautiful smile on his face. And then this man says, yes, Miss Nichols, I am that fan. I am your best fan, your greatest fan. And my family are your greatest fans. As a matter of fact, this is the only show on television that my wife, Coretta, and I will allow our little children to watch, to stay up and watch. Because it's on past their bedtime. And I said, was all that I was able to say. My mouth just opened and closed. He said, we admire you greatly, you know. And I, he said some more things and, and the, the manner in which you've created this role uh, has dignity and so forth. And, and he said, you know, um, before he said, I said, Dr. King, thank you so much. Um, and then I got the courage to say, and I really am going to miss my co-stars. And he said, what do you mean? Dead serious. What are you talking about? I said, well, I've had an off. He said, you cannot. And I said, well, I... I'm going to leave Star Trek because I'm ha going to say have an offer to star in, in, in. I never got that far. I said, well, I'm leaving Star Trek. He's, he said, you cannot. You cannot. And I felt like that little boy, Willis. What you talking about, Dr. King? <laughs> but you know I didn't say that. No. But... I was taken aback, and I, I didn't say anything. I just looked at him. He said, don't you understand what this man has achieved, is, is achieving or something? And I thought, deja vu all over again. I just looked at him. He said, for the first time on television, we will be seen as we should be seen every day. As intelligent, quality, beautiful, 
people who can sing, dance, and, but who can go into space, who can be lawyers, who can be teachers, who can be professors, who are in this day, and yet you don't see it on television until now. And he went on, so, so many of the things, perhaps some of the things he, he said, but I could say nothing. I just stood there realizing every word that he was saying was the truth. And he said, if you leave, Michelle, Gene Roddenberry has opened a door for the world to see us. If you leave, that door can be closed because you see your role is not a black role. And it's not a female role. He can fill it with anything, including an alien. And at that moment, the world tilted for me. And I knew then, I didn't want to know it because I was going to go through some more turmoil for the rest of the week and but I knew that I was something else that the world was not the same and that's all I could think of as Dr. King everything that he had said the world sees us for the first time as we should, should be seen. And I remember being angry come Sunday or, or whatever. Um, why me? Why should I have to? Whatever happened come Monday morning, I went to Jean, and I'm not sure to this day if I knew what I was going to say. He's sitting behind that same dang desk. And he had whoever he was talking to had to, to leave because I went there first. And I said, Gene, and I told him what happened. And I said, if you still want me to stay, I'll stay. I have to. And he opened his drawer and he looked up at me and said, God bless Dr. Martin Luther King. Somebody knows what I'm coming from. And I said, that's what he said <laughs> in my brain. And he took out my resignation, which was torn into a hundred pieces and handed me the pile. And we just stood there looking at each other. And I finally said, thank you, Gene. And he said, thank you, Nichelle. And my life's never been the same since. And I've never looked back. I've never regretted it. Because I understood the universe had somehow that universal mind had somehow put me there. And we have choices. 
Are we going to walk down this road or are we going to walk down the other? And it was, it was the right road for me. All right. So that is a uh, fantastic uh, interview. There's more. You can check that out on YouTube. Uh, this is um, METV, METV Legends, uh, Michelle Nichols on how Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. dissuaded her from quitting Star Trek. Okay, so you can uh, check that out also. And, um, you know, the African History Network, uh, the AHN show and the African History Network uh, is a news reporting agency. So um, based upon uh Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowances made for fair usage for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. All right, so uh, check out the rest of the article from uh, New York Times. Really good article on Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols, Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek dies at... Uh, age 89 okay so this is a that's a powerful interview we've played that here on the show before and uh you know i've known about that for years uh that story dealing with um, dr king now we read this article here from uh the new york times also all right so we lost another legend and uh we got the news uh today that uh, Bill Russell, NBA Hall of Famer and 11-time champion, he has 11 championship rings. So I know people like to say um, Michael Jordan is the greatest. He has six championships. Well, um, Bill Russell has 11. But Bill Russell passed away at uh, age 88. Okay, so there was a, let's see, there's an article, there's a huge article from the New York Times um, on Bill Russell. There's also one from uh, NBC News, a good one from uh, NBC News. I'm going to pull that one up here. Uh, Bill Russell, 11-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics legend, and all-time defensive great. Okay, he passed away uh, age 88. Let me pull this up here from uh, NBC News. There's also a good one from the Washington Post as well. Okay, uh, Bill Russell was pro basketball's first black head coach. No small feat at the time in racially divided Boston. Okay. So this article is from uh, July 31st, 2022. Boston Celtics legend Bill Russell, who towered over pro basketball throughout the turbulent 1960s and stood tall against the era's virulent racism, died Sunday, according to a statement posted to his verified Twitter page, Sunday, July 31st, uh, 2022. He was 88 years old. Now, uh, Russell's wife, uh, Janine, was by his side at the uh, time of his death, the statement said. His family thanked fans for keeping Bill in your prayers, quote unquote, keeping Bill in your prayers. 
perhaps you'll um, relive one of one or two of the golden moments he gave us or recall his trademark laugh as he delighted in explaining the real story behind uh, those moments un uh, behind how those moments unfolded, the statement said. And we hope each of us uh, can find a new way to act or speak up in Bill's uncompromising, dignified, and always constructive commitment to principle. Now, Bill, Ru Bill Russell um, led the Boston Celtics to 11 NBA titles, two as um, a player coach, two as a player coach, and a victory field resume considered to be one of pro, pro sports' most insurmountable records. He is rivaled by Henry uh Henry Pocket, Pocket Rocket Richard, who hoisted the Stanley Cup 11 times with the Montreal Canadiens, and Yogi Berra, not Yogi Bear, but Yogi Berra, a member of 10 World Series winning New York Yankees uh, teams. No modern players hold a candle to Bill Russell's accomplishments. No modern players hold a candle to Bill Russell's accomplishments. The award for the most valuable player of the NBA finals is named after him. Okay. The award for the most valuable player of the NBA finals is named after Bill Russell. So this is uh, his official uh, Twitter account here. And they have the, uh, uh, they have the announcement here. Uh, an announcement is with heavy heart. Uh, let me see if we can zoom in on this. Is with heavy heart. Um, we would like to pass along. Let's see. Let's go, let's go to his Twitter page. Okay. It is with heavy heart uh, that we would like to pass along. Let's, let's go to this here. Uh, to all Bill's friends, fans, and followers, Bill Russell, the most prolific winner in American sports history, passed away peacefully today at age 88 uh, with his wife Janine by his side. Arrangements for his memorial service will be announced soon. Bill's two state championships in high school offered a glimmer of the incomparable run of pure team accomplishment to come twice an NCAA champion, uh, captain of a uh, gold medal winning uh, U.S. Olympic team, 11 times NBA champion, and at the helm for two NBA championships as the first black head coach of any North American professional sports team. Okay, uh, you can check that out at his uh, Twitter page, okay? They have that article there um, at his Twitter page. Now, uh, they have that post there at his Twitter page. Now, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver called Bill Russell the greatest champion in all of team sports in a tribute recounting the player's career. Um, Adam Silver said that he cherished his personal friendship with Bill Russell while offering condolences. Quote, Bill stood for something much bigger than sports, the values of equality, respect, 
and inclusion that he stamped into the DNA of our league. At the height of his athletic career, Bill Russell advocated vigorously for civil rights and social justice, a legacy he passed down to generations of NBA players uh, who followed in his footsteps. ESPN's Stephen A. Smith tweeted a tribute to Bill Russell Sunday, saying that the that, that the center um, made the world better for all of us. Okay, uh, so we have a tweet from uh, Stephen A. Smith, retired player Magic Johnson, uh, Irvin Magic John, Irvin Johnson Jr. Uh, Magic Johnson called Bill Russell his idol. He said, "I looked up to him on the court and off. His success." On the court was undeniable. He was dominant and great, winning 11 NBA championships. Off the court, Bill Russell was the way for guys like me. Off the court, Bill Russell paved the way for guys like me. There's a tweet from uh, Magic Johnson about Bill Russell as well. There's a picture of them together. Also, President Barack Obama, and this uh, Dr. J also. Looks like Dr. J as well. Um, is that Dr. J? No, I don't think that's Dr. J. Okay. Uh, the, is Bill Russell sitting down? Uh, Bill Russell, a six foot ten center, also run the NBA regular season MVP award five times while averaging 15.1 points, 22 and a half rebounds and 4.3 assists a game throughout his 13-season uh, career. Uh, Russell's numbers weren't as flashy as those of contemporary big man Wilt Chamberlain, who is the only pro basketball player uh, ever to score 100 points in a game and retired with a scoring average of 30.07 points, second only to Michael Jordan's 30.12 uh, points. Here's a picture here of uh, Bill Russell. Uh, on the court. Okay, playing against uh, uh, New York Knicks. Bill Russell, number six of the Boston Celtics, rebounds against Walt Bellamy, number eight of New York Knicks during the game in 1967 at the Boston Garden. Uh, Bill Russell is largely credited with writing the book on modern defense for centers in the NBA. He perfected the art of blocking shots, swatting away would-be scores with brutal efficiency without fouling and uh, while keeping the ball in play so one of his teammates could gain possession. The NBA did not recognize the blocked shot until 1973-1974 season, so Bill Russell's prowess here is largely lost to history. What has been fully chronicled in Bill Bill Russell's will to win as he led Boston NBA titles in 1957-59 and every year of the 1960s except for 1967. Okay, so read the rest of this article here from NBC News. Uh, Bill Russell, 11-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics legend and all-time defensive great dies. Okay, so he was 88 years old. Also, the Washington Post has a um, good article on Bill Russell as well. What is that article here? New York Times is a huge article. It was it was too many pages for me to print out. 
New York Times, the obituary they had on him. So they have a huge article in the New York Times. But this one here is from uh, the Washington Post. And I printed this one up. This was five pages. Bill Russell, basketball great who worked for civil rights, dies at 88. Okay, so check this article out as well from uh, the Washington Post. 